Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. It's going to be Nebraska Preps post game. My co-host Jacob Padilla, who I feel like I just talked to, and that maybe just because I did. We are, I, I you know, listen. I, I got to say it out loud. The, the world wants more Jacob Padilla. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do a podcast together. Yeah. I, I don't typically get up early enough for your other show. Hey, that uh, was fantastic, if, though. But I'll, I'll do it for you. You know what? And I love it because my favorite thing is, like, you don't even skip a beat. We hit, like, four different <laughs> topics. And you, they're, you're just like, yeah, you know. And, uh, I mean, the seamless transitions, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the raceway and you're just changing lanes. It's no problem, man. There's no no brake lights needed. Well, that's kind of how I used to go with Sharpie, too. He kept me on my toes, so I, I need to be ready for it. Yeah. I So once upon a time, full disclosure, when Sharpie decided we were going to go, he was going to go midday and I was going to stay in the mornings, I offered him a trade. And much like the New York Nets, they didn't trade in good. They didn't want to trade in good faith. He was like asking for the moon. I was like, hey, you know, I'll swap you, Jacob, for solder. We can rotate. No, 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 no. I start off fresh. You know, I to keep Jacob. I was like, you can't keep Jacob for yourself. Uh, but yeah, so you know, our producer called this morning, and he's like, or last night, he's like, hey, you know, um, such such and such and such. I was like, hey, he's like, do you want Jacob or or wash it? I was like, hey, I love Robin, but give me some Jacob. <laughs> so here we go. It's like we hit on volleyball. We got football. We got high school. And lo and behold, we're going to talk high school again, man. Yeah. It has been some offseason. A lot of movement. A lot of consternation about who's going where, who's done what. The 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 dust is kind of settled. As you look into week zero, where the the – the B matchup will be Prep and Bellevue West. Is there anything that of the scuttlebutt that you thought you heard in the offseason as it's panned out and we're kind of getting into the regular season, what coaches have intimated, what we've seen guys like Mike Sauter doing their write-ups? Are there any surprising omissions or glaring standouts from guys where you're thinking, huh, that's interesting? Yeah, and shout out to Sauter, who's done a great job going through. Hey, all he does things. not mess around. Yeah, he <laughs> certainly helped me get ready for for this podcast and just general knowledge. So, so uh, here's the beauty of Mike Sauter: he hates being wrong, so he's overly prepared. It is fantastic because we all reap the benefits because he's very thorough. Yeah, probably the thing leading into this uh, this uh, week zero matchup here with Prep and Bellwet is just the, the Jacob rope uh, at tackle deal um i didn't even realize that he was going out for football until Sauter told me i was like oh really not only is he going out but he's gonna play so funny uh, story before you get going we were joking matter of fact it was that i was just messing around with you at ubt during high school summer league and i was coming out and you were coming in and and bellevue west had just uh didn't play as well as they wanted to against miller north do you remember that night yeah i think so. and uh so and they had just scored darn near triple digits yeah. the Right before that, right? And so we're leaving, and, and Jacob's joking with me. He's like, hey, coach, you know, what's up? And he's laughing. He goes, I'm hanging in there. I said, are you still at workouts? He's like, I'm hanging in there. I said, are you still at workouts? And I, he was dead dog serious that he had gone. He was, at that point, it would have been about three or four weeks into their summer conditioning. 
and he was still rolling. And that was after the appendectomy. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he's serious. Yeah. He Jacob Arope is serious about playing football. That's impressive. And I big dude, good feet. Like you can see how he would slide feet, in there tremendous as, as, feet. Uh, as a tackle. So there's a chance to be pretty good there. It's just it's hard to make up for however many years of not playing, but he's got the physical tools and you got some good coaches out there. Yeah, of course he's fantastic. You know what I wonder? I wonder how tough he is. Because <laughs> it's different, right? Yeah. We saw him really show out this year, especially in the post, the great footwork. He was crafty. I think he really elevated his stock. But it's a different kind of toughness because there's no plays off. No. And that's the thing, like football, you you really got to love it to be able to yeah. succeed at a high yeah. level playing football. It can't be something that you're just doing because because um, your parents want you to or whatever. Like to be really good, you got to really embrace the physicality of it. Um, it's the reason that I never had any interest in playing football. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. But um, you prefer to catch and shoot. And right? he's going to figure out right off the bat again you're gonna have a sledge or a marcelino coming at him off the edge uh right away his first game back so um yeah that, that that'll be a really fun matchup i mean that experience prep line going against belt west who has to plug in some new pieces there after losing some good players yeah it's it's really interesting to see i i think the ones of of kind of the movement um can can sebastian circo kind of stabilize yeah the quarterback play at North, right? We we've we've seen Zach Martin and 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 Houston and and Peyton and and some of these guys try to take the helm. Uh Williams most recently. Can can Sebastian give them some consistency of a multi year starter and kind of settle in at the quarterback spot? That one that one interests me quite a bit as a as a guy that's that's changed addresses and then I think the other one quietly is what's going to happen at um uh and and now I'm drawing a bl- at <laughs> at Bellevue West with how to utilize Jane Bullion. Yeah, that's who has been very quiet in the off season like how Bellevue West will use him because he was fantastic at Omaha Central. He had some monster games on the ground, yes, and I did. think he's probably more defensive. Like they're looking at him more as like, are you going to be a key defensive player? But he he can he can handle the ball. Like you you give him the the ball out of the backfield, he can run some guys emerge, over. Especially with the emergence of Gwinner. If am I saying that right? Uh, I think I think, I haven't heard it. I've just read it. So. Um, who I think is going to garner some carries in the backfield yeah. for for Bellevue West. I'll be curious to see how they utilize him on defense. We saw Jaden and seven on seven. He's playing some Mike linebacker. Uh, there are those that feel like, Hey, may, he may have moved his way up and maybe played along that defensive front. Yeah. Um, Isaiah McMorris is going to be another integral piece, I think for them, but they're so, they're so deep outside the numbers. Um, I'll be curious to see how it all fits together. Will there be enough balls? Right. Well, is, does the culture lend itself to will there be enough balls to keep everybody OK? Well, part part of that uh, goes back to the running back situation. You mentioned Gwinner and uh, Contreras kind of guys that are going to be in the backfield there. How much does Bullion play offense there? Does he mix in? Because 
we, we know how run heavy they've been when they've been at their best with guys like LJ Richardson and Jay Ducker uh, and Jalen Bradley. Doesn't look like they've got a, a guy of that caliber now. So do they air it out even a little bit more? And does that help them spread the ball around? Like what, what does kind of the run pass balance look like this season uh, with the, the pieces that they've got coming back? Because obviously got Davon Hall, everybody knows about. I know Cairo Jordan, you're really high on him as well two really, really talented players on the outside. And then yeah. you've got some other guys around him. You mentioned McMorris. Um, they've got some other guys. Good water's going to be a good yeah, player. Um, kind of waited their turn and now ready to step up and um, be a target as well. So they've definitely got – and then uh, Kay and Ector not coming over from Burke uh, and uh, kind of looks apart at tight end uh, to, to replace the guys that they lost last year. So, yeah, they, they've got plenty of options. I think it's just a matter of, all right, can Kalen get the ball on time on target um, and can they protect him well enough to, to get it there? You said something interesting this morning on the morning show. Um, I asked you about quarterback play. I was going through Cozio, um, Ronner, Donaldson, uh, Kalen, you know, even Circo is in that discussion of new quarterbacks kind of in new places. See, the thing that makes Gretna different is Zane Flores. Yeah. Consistent, steady at He's played since a freshman. Quarterback is not a problem for Gretna. They have enough really good pieces around them. We slot them at one. Then I asked you about the next best, right? Yeah, a Rezac, a, 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 a Donaldson, the, the aforementioned quarterbacks. I thought it was interesting. You started with... Donaldson being able to change the trajectory the most. But when talking about West side, Rezac was the guy that piqued your curiosity the most. Those are two different yeah. discussions. Why? So I, I feel like Rezac, I, I think we know what we're going to get. He's going to be really good. He had what one interception last year as a starter, uh, 19 touchdowns, one interception. That's a pretty good ratio. Last time I checked, um, completed what, like 68% of his passes, um, like he was really, really good. Obviously has the dual threat ability to kind of keep defenses on their toes. And then he's got plenty of weapons around him. So I feel like, I, I think we know what we're going to get. The question is just, all right, how high is the ceiling? We know he's going to be a really good player and he's got the weapons to be really good. Now, where can he kind of send to? Uh, I mentioned Donaldson because I feel like if, if he's good. And I he loved your weapons, analogy about trajectory of changing the perception. Because if if Donaldson if they have a real passing game to go with what they're going to be able to do on the ground game, they they might be the most complete team when you look at offense, defense, passing, running, the line play, back end play. Like they, they've got a chance to be up there in terms of just the most well rounded team. Because um, I think all, all the there's still some questions about the the, the kind of the talent on the outside and um, that sort of thing. And just like everybody, everybody has uh, questions at this point, even the best teams like Gretna, how are they going to replace McHuber? Um, and and, and Cheney. Yeah. Um, Gosh, those guys were good. <laughs> and Cheney, multiple offense, defense, special teams, like big piece that. So, and then Huber, obviously their best linebacker and their, their, uh, the key to their running game and the, that screen game that was so good that made them so deadly. Um, so like West side, you got a lot to replace up front. You, you got all the talent in the world or outside. You still kind of meshing some of those new guys in, but, um, so like, I feel like if Donaldson is good and he's got enough weapons there, you know, Charmar Brown's going to be one of the best running backs in, in the state this year. You know, he's going to have the, the, the line to run behind that will allow him to show off what he can do. 
Um, heck, they've got um, George Egan at fullback there to kind of block the way for him too and kind of run some of their fullback uh, trap stuff. So yeah. um, I feel like if if Prep can kind of be uh, dangerous on the outside in addition to that, they're going to be tough to slow down. All right, so, and I love, I always, I try not to influence you, and it's hard to do because you have a ton of conviction. So I, I always wait. I don't say much about, West side, but I think you're spot on with Rezac because as I look at our team, potentially, people can talk about our skill all they want, you know, with Benning and Cotton and 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 James Ross and Lloyd. If Anthony Rezac is better than good, West Side can be great. Like he's you know, he's six two, he's 190 pounds, he's got a good arm, tremendous accuracy, he's very fast. If he's good, he takes us to another level. Um, Donaldson, if you have to, if you have to defend prep outside the numbers, goodness, yeah. like you got your top seven linemen coming back for them. You got Brown, you've got Russell, you've got Pargo, you've got a host of guys. I, I like Matthews on the outside as kind of a young guy that's strong, good route runner. He was really good for them, I think, in seven-on-seven, at at least against us. But let me give you one more, because I think this team is severely overlooked. And by the way, we need to get back to prep, because I want to ask you about Ezra Vedral. We we talked about him, uh, again, on the morning show. He's got a chance to give prep a completely different wrinkle. We we're preparing for them now and I'm watching, I'm going back to our games and watch their last four games from a year ago. They actually showed some triple, some triple yeah. option, just didn't have the quarterback to really run. Yeah. All I can envision, <laughs> right? Like I'm always yeah. thinking worst case scenario. All I'm envisioning is Ezra Vedral playing quarterback running triple. Can you imagine that dynamic? I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I just think, they showed us flashes last year. We, we've worked on quick and their pitch game and power. and blah. We're, we're going through all these things. Yeah. I'm like, I talked to our staff yesterday after practice. I'm like, if Vedral plays and he has impact, we got to play 11 on 11 against yeah. these guys. Well, that's the advantage for you guys is you get to wait and see them right in that I, week zero game I, before getting them. The so. whole staff <laughs> is going to be in attendance that almost <laughs> never happens we've scheduled practice accordingly we've nice. got we want to get there early like we just want to see yeah. because both opponents are in the first three weeks no oh, by the way week two we go to grand island another top 10 ranked yeah. team so it's like let's kill a couple birds with one stone yeah man some great scheduling to start the season here so, so, uh, let, so let me ask you about let me ask you about the the, the guy that i'm going to tell you about Ron or at Elkhorn South. See, I, you, you mentioned I have not seen anything oh. of him, so that's you keep bringing him up. I, I want to hear what you think. He shows me he he appears to be a guy that can be super dynamic, right? He's he's a good dual threat guy. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't really know their personal outside the numbers well yeah. enough to know like how dynamic they can be. But I know what they bring back up front. I know who he's going to hand the ball off to in, in, in Ballard. If he's good, there's, in my opinion, they're scary. 
Because I think up front, they're comparable to, to Creighton Prep. I think Creighton Prep and Elkhorn South have the two best offensive and defensive lines of anybody in the top 10. Yeah, and so if Ronner can kind of com- keep them on schedule, complete more of those routine throws, That's that the was thing. the problem with them That's last the year. Thing. Um, they were just so Wasn't many Wasn't I chances. texting you during, was yeah. that Elkhorn South, Motor South game? I, I, we were going back and forth. Because I think they had more talent on the outside than they showed last year yeah. um, with, with some of those guys that, um, and all those guys were seniors now. So you, you definitely got uh, Ballard back inside and you're going to have a good running game with, with him leading the way. But can you, again, we're like, hey, man, can, if Coy Wilkie can get some yeah. touches outside of the numbers, like he's pretty dynamic. Yeah, and Chase Anderson and Carson Crouch played some wide receiver for them. Like, um, they just couldn't couldn't find the consistency of the passing game. I think so. Uh, you don't even have to be a great like when you've got a back like Ballard and a line like that. You don't have to be a guy that's um, that's making huge plays and throwing guys open. You just have to complete the easy ones. Keep you keep your team on schedule. Um, keep defenses honest, and then that's when Ballard will be able to break off the twenty yard touchdowns or whatever. So uh, if he can do that, and first time as a starter there for them, like that, that would be a big deal for them. Especially with, again, you know what kind of what defensively what they're going to have with Noonan and Prohaska and those guys coming off the edge. Uh, does Henry have a chance? You're not going to unseat Teddy. I mean, he was, he's a power five guy. He was the highest ranked recruit in that class, which I still think people forget about, right? Yeah. Teddy Prohaska was the highest ranked recruit coming out that year. Uh, Henry has a chance. Uh, and again, especially with great body type. Yeah. With playing opposite Noonan, like that's going to give you some opportunities to yeah. go make plays because you know they cannot, you cannot single block Maverick Noonan or it's a sack, a tackle for loss every single time. You have to send extra help that way, which means it's going to be a num- numbers game with the rest of the line. Mm. And Prohaska seems like a guy that will be able to take advantage of that. So, okay, so we've got, we talked a little bit of, of uh, Gretna. Talked a little bit of West Side. Talked a lot of prep. Talked a lot of Bellevue West. Talked a fair amount of Elkhorn South. Even a little North. Who's the who's who's next for you? Are you parsing through Elkhorn South? I'm on North Millard South. Is like kind of how are you slotting that in your head based on everybody all the other different outlets preseason rankings? Yeah, I think it is the top four, and then that. North, Millard South, Elkhorn South, kind of in that next so, year. So the top four in some order, you're going to – we both agree start Gretna 1. Gretna, West Side, uh, Prep, and Bell West in some order up there, yeah. Okay. Five, Elkhorn South? Uh, again, I have I know less about them, I think, and what they have returned. Like, again, if 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 they're as good in the trenches as you say, then that's a pretty good place to start Um, and with that running game. Like, all three of the – honestly – Put, you're it, putting it could, them in a bag. Elkhorn it could South, come down with the quarterback play for those three. Yeah. If, um, cause you've got three new and, starters. And, yeah. and, and Kozil. So can we assume Kozil's going to make that team? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be playing over. He's going to be in Japan, right? That's yeah. That I, I don't know the timeline for that. And when we'll learn, I know obviously he was out there, um, training for it or whatever, trying to make the team. I don't know when we'll learn. Uh, what is it up to four games that he yeah, missed? Yeah, he could miss up to four. Yeah. That would hurt. I know. Talk about Brock Murtaugh working some, taking some snaps. Um, obviously, that's what I would do. Yeah, um, you, you don't. I mean, 
it's kind of easy move to just put your best athlete at, at quarterback and let him go, especially with has Moon South done, done that before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've seen that with Urban and then Stanger. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen that before. New coaching staff, but yeah, yeah that and, pro- and program is no coach long yeah. and no coach means. Yeah, so maybe not, but we'll see. Again, those those three, I think they they've got some pieces that can lift them up there. It's just um, again the quarterback part of it and uh, a piece here or there. Like, all right, if this guy's good then they're going to be right there in the mix. Um, Omaha North, who's – you got to think guard, center guard. They'll go Ty Stewart, state champion, wrestler. Peyton Knickerbocker, uh, who plays center for them, is a little dinged up. Then probably Tyson Terry at the other guard. That's pretty good with a guy like Porter <laughs> running the football. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. is that good? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is that good? That's, but 1,600 yards last year, just no big deal. Very deceptive. Uh, we learned right away. He creased us. You know, I don't know if we trailed at the half or it was something. It was close. Who has more rushing yards this year, Brown or Porter? Well, that's good. I like that. Um, I was, Brown was in the kind of time split last year with Stessman, the senior, and so he, he didn't. He was a thousand. Porter was about sixteen hundred. Um, boy, that is good. I'll take. <laughs> I'll. I'll take. Porter, but primarily because of the schedule. That's fair. Brown, I think, is the better back. Like if I was comparing the two. Heading North Dakota State. I'd I'd take Sharmar. But statistically, I think Porter is going to have the better season. Prep schedule is not good. (laughs) It's a a tough schedule. Yeah. Whatever they get, they're definitely going to earn. But that's a good one. I don't, I don't feel great about saying that. Yeah. And I mean, the running back talent was so absurd last year with that senior class. These are in class A, at least these are the two guys back from that group that you felt like were kind of in that, that, that elite tier. Um, and Porter obviously had the, uh, the production to belong in that Brown again was in the timeshare, but still put up a thousand yards is really effective. So, and so we, this is kind of the top tier of class A let's jump down to B real quick. Who do you see at the top there? Sauter put out his, his uh, coach's poll and comes in. Scott's Bluff, Scott, Bennington as the top three. I like Bennington. Um, I haven't seen Scott's Bluff enough, but I do know that they have a potential Super 6 candidate in 2023, <laughs> yeah. right? Like 2024. 2024. Yeah, Boyle, yeah, yeah. Boyle and K- they're the same class. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Boyle is is fantastic. Uh they got their, their quarterback back and stole um, kind of a dual threat guy, probably better runner than a passer, but. And they're in a good cycle. And the Knudsen coming over. Basketball. Yeah. You see, nobody talks about that because it's West. Yeah. You guys transfer all the time, right, yeah. JP? I mean, wrestling, softball, central basketball. Some people have been doing this for years, right? It's, it's the way that it goes. But Scott's Bluff is interesting because I don't see them enough until. Yeah. They get further along in the big stage. I would probably put Bennington slightly ahead of Scott, although that's a toss-up. I think historically you give the benefit of the doubt to Scott because of the success and the longevity of the program. 
but Bennington has the best quarterback. Yes, and, they do. And Trey Bird. And I'm really interested to see what kind of season he has. Because last year, I, le- I like I said, I lean Bennington yeah, in that one. With Dylan Mostick, like all Bird, and he wasn't even, he didn't even open the season at their camp as a starter, yeah. obviously. Um, that injury to Wempin and then forced to kind of Bird into action. And he took that job and ran with it. Um, but last year, he was kind of more of a, all right, do my job let Dylan run, run the heck out of the ball and then make plays here and there. Um, some play actions, some deep shots, whatever. Um, this year, he's going to have to be a little bit more of the motor as opposed to the guy that's benefiting from the, the Mostic running game. And they've got some weapons coming back with Isaac Connor out wide. They've got uh, Nick Good Colbert player. in the backfield who played a lot for them last year as the backup and kind of a utility player. So that, that's a nice little trio there. Um, Bennington, you can expect their line play will be pretty solid. Uh, I know they've got some big dudes up there. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard to, again, Trey Bird, uh, 64 complete uh, completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, just three interceptions last year. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it, Flores is the best returning quarterback in the state. Bird's the best returning quarterback in Class B. Uh, he's got some competition, though, from the guy down in Blair. <laughs> he's Hey. Blair's five, by the way, in the preseason poll. See, I wanted to call him a dark horse, so maybe not. I, I, I think B's kind of the same thing that they run into in basketball. The talent is down in B. It's There's just not as many teams, so it's tougher. Like, it's tougher to find dark horses because that team's probably going to end up in the top ten. Yeah, see, Blair's a team that um, I think if they stay healthy, they're going to be right there. Tremendous skill. Uh, I really like them. Uh, offensively the, the the best quarterback in B I think we're going to write that down I'm going to put it in uh pencil not sharpie cuz that will be in my opinion a great a, a a great thing to watch to see who kind of evolves at the quarterback spot and Pius now playing in B this year I think could could cause a few problems yeah. and they're at 6 uh and to round out the top six, Waverly is at four in the, in the preseason poll there. Does Waverly just keep – I feel like they're on a cycle. Yeah. Right? They've got, what, Trey Jackson back at quarterback yes, they who do. got some experience last year. Um, Gave them a different dimension yeah. in the way that they're used to playing, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And you've got Preston Harms back. Uh, they, they lost some key pieces. They're getting big guy up front. Um, like, So I think I think that that's probably the fair top, top group there for B and – Again, I, I, I wish I haven't looked at Scott's plus schedule. I don't uh, I, I wish that got a chance to see him more during the regular season, like you said. But um, yeah, looking forward to the postseason for sure and how those teams at the top yeah. shake out. The Bird and, and Sokup matchup, you know, whose Bodie is 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 Blair's quarterback, who I really, really like. He's he camped a little bit this year. Uh, Iowa is extremely high on Bodie Sokup. So I think quarterback play will be paramount but for Blair I I don't think it's any simpler than than they need to st- to stay healthy. I kind of feel like B is a lot like A where put them in a hat at the top. 1 through 6 it's going to be health and quarterback play. Right? Yeah, I I don't think looking just looking at the roster there's no Bennington last year. There's no team that's going to steamroll everybody I don't think. I don't think there's a team that's as complete as Bennington was last year cuz that's as complete a class b team as we've seen i think and what hurts class b is aurora dropping down to c1 so they're preseason number one in that class with carlos colazzo and crew so more distinct advantage aurora going to c1 because of their numbers 
Or how's Dodge going to two? Yeah, they they return how, a lot. Listen, how good is how's Dodge going to be? They got some. They got some really good athletes out there. I haven't felt as good about making a pick in a class as I do taking how's Dodge. That is some program. Yeah, Pierce will give Aurora a run for its money in C1 as well with Ben Bramer and Abram Schulting. That that duo is going to be de- deadly this year. Uh, 30 minutes in. We didn't even get to Super 6. Oh. But we'll recap. We'll get into it at some point. Maybe. That's one of the best in the business. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps Postgame. A Huda Media Production.